Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is the 500 Greatest Films of All Time podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. I'm one of your hosts. Your other host is Mr. Keller Knobloch. He's sitting right across from me. We're about to get into it, y'all. This is episode one. We're talking about number 500 on the list. That's Ocean's Eleven. Came out in 2001, directed by Steven Soderbergh. But before we do that, Keller and I, say hi, Keller. Hi. Keller and I, we're going to talk about what this project is, what this podcast is. Um... It was a magazine that came out 10 years ago in 2008. Good year. Good year. Very good year. Empire Magazine is the name of the magazine. It's a British magazine. And in this, uh, this particular issue, they did a Sunk feature. Sunk the Economy? They, what's that? Sunk the Economy? This, this year? I think this magazine is what <laughs> caused I think, the crash in 2008. I, I think you're right. I yeah, think that's so what it did. It. That's um, what this podcast is going to do. We're covering the economic crash of 08 and all of the movies that have come out. But only before then. So this list came out. It's the 500 greatest movies of all time. Empire Magazine compiled this list by reaching out to like 10,000 readers. Here, flip to that opening. What does this thing say, Keller? How do they formulate this list? 10,000 Empire readers, 150 of Hollywood's finest, and 50 key film critics voted in the most ambitious movie poll ever <laughs> attempted. So for example, Keller, be flipping through this list for a second and you can if you can find some examples, what they did is they reached out to people, including like film directors, producers, casting directors, writers, actors, I think. And people who just read this magazine. Read this magazine, British readers, American readers, readers around the world, and they would write in their top 10 movies. And with that list, they compiled the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time, of which number 500 is the Ocean's Eleven remake, which we're going to talk about very, very soon. Keller and I just rewatched the movie. We're, we're, we're here. We're ready to do this. We attempted to start this a year ago. Full disclosure. Yeah. Uh, a calendar year ago, One we calendar, decided yep. to do the same exact thing, mm-hmm. and it went so well <laughs> that we did two episodes. I think so, yeah. We recorded four, yep. released two, <laughs> and... Uh, it's Here's the thing. It's an endeavor, because if we cover a movie a week, and this is what we're asking you to do if you want, ideally, it, you're either going to watch these movies along with us, Tons of movies that we've never seen, we've never heard of. Tons of movies that we love, and of course we've seen a hundred times. And tons of movies that we hate, T- hate yeah. so much. <laughs> that are on this list. Or this could be a podcast that you'll tune in periodically and go, I've never heard of that movie, I'm going to go check out that movie after hearing these guys, after hearing these people talk. Or, oh, I have seen that movie, but it's been years, I want to hear these people like refresh, talk about it. Or, again, you will have never seen these movies along with us, and then you'll go and check it out. But if you watch a movie a week along with us... How long is it going to take, Keller? Uh, ten years. That's right. It's going to take ten years of our lives. That's right. But to do this, I plan on being alive in ten years. I also do. I'm not optimistic, <laughs> but I plan on it. <laughs> and we each have effectively like uh, podcast godfathers that we've already written. Like I'm already know who I'm going to oh, recruit definitely. if I My die. My will is yes. Ex- Airtight. Yes. Airtight. So this podcast will continue if we die. And it's a real bummer if you're listening to this episode and I died. Oh, that's so sad. Anyway. I, I don't know if I could carry on without you. <laughs> you should. I'm tell, I'll am i tell you who my replacement is after and then okay. you'll be like, okay, let's do it. All right. Okay. The replacement's going to be Jordan Peele. I'm going to reach out to him. What? You should do it. Okay. He already, okay. he doesn't Man, know I exist. It sucks I have to plot your murder. Did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a 10 year endeavor, right? Keller and I want to watch a movie a uh, week. And then come and talk about it. Now, I know that we're just two, like, close to our 30s movie nerd dudes who um, 
We're in our 20s. I just turned 30. Keller's in his mid to late 20s. Which is why we decided to do this thing that's never been done before (laughs) and make a podcast. (laughs) Two dudes talking about movies. But it's not just going to be Keller and I. We're going to bring on guests. We're going to bring on our friends. We're going to bring on uh, movie reviewers and critics that we know, uh, enthusiasts, people that love the movies that we're talking about, people that hate the movies that we're talking about. We're going to just, we're going to get into these discussions. And obviously we want to hear from anybody who's watching along with us. Like you guys can reach out to us via just Twitter, social media. You guys can, I'm sure we'll set up an email address at some point. We'll have an email. Okay. You've already got an email. Okay, great. So you guys remember the password. Yeah. You can (laughs) email us. We tried this a year ago, one year ago, but, um, but let's talk about this list for a second before we get into Ocean's Eleven. Because right off the bat, the question becomes when you look at each one of these movies. Why? why <laughs> and does it deserve it? Like does this movie deserve to be in the 500 greatest of all time? 500 is a lot of – that's a lot. That's like so many. But there's so many movies that are not on this. I'm going to tell you right now. My favorite movie of all time is actually not on this list. Nor is mine. That's crazy. What's your favorite movie of all time? Empire of the Sun, directed by Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Not on the list. What's my favorite movie of all time? The Iron Giant. Not on the list. Directed by... Brad Bird. Which is bonkers. Like, I know. We'll we'll give all the info. Uh, The Incredibles is on here. But it's this thing where even in the past 10 years, from 2008 until now... The amount of movies that have come out, like the, the the types of movies that have changed the industry are countless. And it's going to be so interesting. And this is something that Keller and I have talked about. It's 2018 when you're listening to this, okay? Yes. January 1st. Empire Magazine might do this again. And we might get a new it's list. Been, yeah. <laughs> it's been 10 years. I really, really, really hope so. Oh, me too. Me too. Just because I want to read a new list, but also like I want this project to just be just totally fucked over. Just yeah, totally. I want this to be all in vain. <laughs> <laughs> all in vain. If it happens and if people want it enough and if we feel like doing it, we might just do two podcasts at the I'm same time. I'm not even like, No, we, we didn't make it through four. Let's not <laughs> already say Fuck it, let's do two podcasts. Oh man, I'm the feeling froggy time. as hell. <laughs> well, no. we just rewatch a bunch of these movies, but but let's go through this list. Five hundred is Ocean's Eleven. Before we talk about Oceans, I will say this: I think it does deserve to be in the top five hundred. Based on what's in this list, it deserves to be higher up in the list. Higher up in I the put list, it in the certainly. Top two fifty based on this list. Yes. So just just I don't want to read everything. You guys can actually find the list online. It's very easy to well, find. We'll just you say can... next week's episode is going to be <laughs> Saw. They've got Saw as better than Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Saw. I I cut off both of my legs watching Saw. <laughs> I put my hand in a toilet full of shit to find the remote to change it from watching Saw. I'm kidding. It's not that bad. Um, But uh, it's so funny because movies are on here obviously because of quality, but also because of cultural impact. And you cannot deny the the cultural impact of Saw. We'll get into it when we talk about it next week. I'm not defending it. I don't think it should be in the top 500. But like I Whatever, understand, dude. I understand how why enough people put it in their list to I be like, it. oh, Saw changed Especially the game. As far as people who like horror, exactly go like in the horror. Yeah, it's genre. like Blair Witch, which I think is on here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but what else is on here? Oh, the other thing too. We were watching Ocean's Eleven, and uh, anytime. Casey Affleck came on screen, or even Matt Damon. Which is, so film has undergone an incredible thing, and pop culture in general, and the a world. A cleansing, a purge. A purge in the past year where... Which we've only got scratched the surface of, obviously. So many men, so this many different people in power. Some women, but mostly men that have been in power in the past week, in the past year, I should say, in all of 2017. A lot of them have, have been accused of... Um, 
really serious allegations of sexual harassment, sexual assault. The thing where Kevin Spacey is getting kicked off of House of Cards. He was replaced in a movie directed by Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott. Uh, all the money in the world by um, what's the actor's name that replaced him? Christopher Plummer. Christopher, like th- th- it's just a crazy amount of stuff that's coming to the forefront, that's coming to light. Unfortunately, there's a lot of things that if you live in Los Angeles, if you work in the entertainment industry, or even if you're just follow it, you have have heard you will have heard you will have heard these rumors of a lot of these allegations, and a lot of people just turn a blind eye, and it's a real bummer. And we're going through this list, and it's like. Look, we're going to talk about these movies, but we're also going to talk about what's happening now in our <laughs> shitty, lives. The shitty people in them. The shitty, shitty people in them. I mean, just a couple movies from now, we're talking about uh, Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. And we have no choice but to talk about Johnny Depp and what's been happening with his career and his life. And 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 I think that there's great or videos. Superman Returns. In Superman movies. Returns, directed by Brian Singer. I mean, it's, it's a thing where it's... We're, we're going to talk about that exercise of like separating art from artists and when we can do it and how we can do it and why we should do it and why we shouldn't do it in some cases and and that it's it's so complex and different and interesting and even with the things that I've loved my entire life, which is mostly superheroes and comic books, like these characters that are have been in comic books for 50 years, a lot of them have been created by people that aren't fantastic, but – yeah. A lot of the times I can separate it because I think about the purity of the character that comes through and I'm like, okay, this is for children. And also it, you know, it's been passed down to other people have worked on it. Of other Absolutely. Creators. But then you get to something like Chinatown, a movie that was groundbreaking and so many people love, and it is high on the list. And yeah. for me personally, it is so difficult to remove Considering Roman Polanski, the subject matter, the, subject matter, the like, way the film ends. It's yeah. so di- like it's so difficult. So we're gonna be talking about that. It's not gonna be um, just so, oh, this is this is this this is the movie, and this this is what happens in the movie. We're talking about what's happening in 2018, and how and this movie has basically aged. Aged, how you know, does, does it hold up? And like, how 493 is in the company of men, mm-hmm. and like that. Should, I'm just gonna probably throw up the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on this list, Kayla? Let's keep going through it. I mean, uh, there's some I'll movies jump, that I love. I'll jump a few up. Uh, okay. The best Harry Potter movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. And I think it's the only Harry Potter movie on this I list. I think so, because which is again, good, though. That's 08, an accurate statement. 08 is, I would agree. I would say if there's one film that would have to sort of represent that franchise, I'm glad it's Alfonso Cuaron's Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. I love that film. I think the later Harry Potters, which hadn't come out by the time this magazine did, they're awesome Six, too. Six, seven, and eight are But perfect. what's crazy is it like, Not perfect, if, I think in the case of Star Wars and Indiana Jones, every single movie is on this list, even the prequels, because of the love of the franchise. Now, Force Awakens isn't on here because obviously they came out in 2015. I think Crystal Skull is even ranked higher than one of the other Indiana Jones movies. You might be wrong, but it's still, Crystal Skull is still on here, which is bananas. It's in the, it's in the bottom 400. is on this list. Yes. Uh, And that's just the love of the franchise that come through. So there's franchise movies, there's animated movies, not that many. Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull is what? Number four? 453. 453. We're talking about that later this year. Yeah, Akira. Um, Akira, that's amazing. That's great. If Akira's you see any, got a big old feature in this magazine. Yes, it does. Here's, you guys, if you are able to, you can track down this magazine. We're going to uh, tell you every it. week yeah. <laughs> what movie's going to be coming, what we're going to be doing the next week. The so next you can week, watch yeah. Yeah. with us if you want to. Follow along. So go get Saw. And I think if you're listening to this on the 1st of January, Saw is streaming until January 6th on Netflix in the United States. So good luck. Yeah. Um, go watch that. But also, you can just listen to it. You can, yeah, you you can just know, listen yeah, to what we have to fine. say about it. Um, but man, I love this. I'm already mad. I have to watch it again. Yeah. (laughs) But no, we have to do the podcast over again. Uh, yeah, we, we're going to have, um, 
our friends on it uh, real soon to talk about other movies. But I think for this first month, it's just going to be Keller and I knocking these suckers out. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, man. Oh, my God. Men in Black I'm seeing on Men the list. Men in Black is Incredible. higher than Ben-Hur. <laughs> Men in Black is higher it should than be. Kill Bill Volume 2. Volume it 2? Should be. It should it, Men not, in Black maybe not is volume higher one. than Lethal Weapon. Okay. Men in Black is higher than... Hey, man. <laughs> you're saying all this, but Men in Black... Nemo. Men in Black's a great movie. And again, this movie isn't compiled to where they're comparing. They're com- <laughs> Sugar. Dude, that's Vincent D'Onofrio. That's Mwah. Vinny D'Onofrio. He He's crushed so it. Good. He's he so good. Crush it. He crushes it. He's unrecognizable um, in that role. This list is not like we're going to put number, you know, 400, 302 uh, above 301 because 300 and, or 301 is better than 302. They're not comparing these movies to each other on the list. It's just like an average. Yeah, because what all these yeah. people made a list of their ten favorites. Correct. And so you can scroll through this magazine. Who's scroll that? Scroll through this magazine. Yeah, scroll through uh, it. I have changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm can, just scrolling through. You can uh, flip through it. Blocking pop-ups in this goddamn magazine. Any good? I know Quentin Tarantino's on there. Yeah, and they'll you'll just see random top ten lists from different mm-hmm. directors. I just passed mm-hmm. their, passed Edgar Wright's. What was it? What's Edgar Wright's, like, number one? Some of them will say, like, in no particular order because they can't. Yeah. Pick a Edgar number one. Wright has like an addendum to his, I think. He does. What yeah, does he, he got? does. His number one is Raising Arizona. Wow. Uh, with an asterisk. It says, above ranking Ricky O, true story of Ricky. <laughs> I love it. And then 10, there is Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, This is Spinal Tap, 2001 Space Odyssey, The mm-hmm. Thing, Bite, Suspiria, Wild Bunch, Dawn of the Dead, Duck Soup. So, yeah, some people did not so much. The only short take to it. on the list is the Cat Concerto, which is a Tom and Jerry cartoon at number 434. I mean, there's some there's some gems which I think I have on Blu-ray. But there are some gems in this thing. Yeah, definitely. Guys, I've been looking at this list since 2008 and as a movie fan, I have over the past 10 years attempted to be like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to watch all these." It's just so massive and it's so ambitious. And I always keep going back to the phrase, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? I thought this would be a great idea for a podcast to go through this just one one a week and, you know, see what we come up with and just talk about. I might about- do that poster you got me along with this oh, you rather should. than you should. in order. That might Hector be, got me could. a very cool poster for my birthday, which is like 100 films to see before you die or yeah. something. And you scratch it off each mm-hmm. time you watch one. Cool little graphic image, which is already cool in and of itself, but it has like scratch off dust on it, whatever yeah. that stuff is for scratchers. Like I almost just want to get two, so you have the yeah. before and after version. You peel it, and then the after is, another, is the same movie, but it's this cool little graphic poster. And obviously a bunch of those movies are on this list. I'm looking at the Goonies. Pirates I'm looking of the Caribbean, at, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, just, boo. I mean, it's a boo, but that movie That's is a great amazing. Movie. It's the best of all of those, yes. easily. Yes, it is. Natural Born Killers, I'm seeing, is on there. Hot Fuzz, Wally, Rocky. <sighs> and we're just going to keep talking. And speaking of Rocky, like we're going to talk about movies again that have come out since 08, like Creed, I would put in the top 500. Like, I love Creed. It's Creed an amazing is film. The second best Rocky second best movie. Rocky I would I would it put might it even after, be the best Rocky movie yeah but everybody better, you know, I like it better than original Rocky so do I but it's it's but, that cultural impact that the first Rocky had that changed yeah, the world it's so melodramatic but uh, man yeah you Creed is great so you're 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 poking around right now in like the 350s yeah, about I'll halfway cut, through I'll the cut list into the 200s there's got, a feature on like a few pages just on 
Who Framed Roger Rabbit. As there should which be. Which is at 288. It is a brilliant film. One of my it's favorites It's better than of Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. I see uh, Baz Luhrmann's uh, Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. That's a fun uh, one. Equals two dead teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what that equation is. Yeah. No one ever does the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the full title of the movie. <laughs> equals two, two dead teenagers. Oh, oh Josie gosh. Wales. That's my favorite Western. It's at 219. Mm, that's a good Western. It is. I made Hector watch it. Oh, they got The Bride of Frankenstein on there from what? 1939? 35. I've never seen it. Can't I haven't wait. either. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot. We're going to have to watch all the Before Sunrise movies. Oh, good. I've never seen, seen that seen trilogy. I those either, but Richard Linklater, you know, so he's the real deal. You know, I know you love Boyhood. Another movie that probably, if this list came out today, for sure be on. Boyhood would be on there. What an incredible movie. Yeah. People said it wouldn't last, like it wouldn't stand up to the test of time, but I think it definitely will. Big is on there. God damn it, I love the movie Big so much. Me too. That's such a great film. Penny Marshall. It's such a great movie. Love Penny Marshall. Oh my gosh. So now we're in like 190 is big. Yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird, Toy Story 2. They have Toy Story 2 is better than To Kill a Mockingbird. (laughs) I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good, man. Come on. The Last Boy Scout. Oh, that's just in reference to The Searchers. Yes. So that was, uh, don't put the name of other movie titles (laughs) referencing But you know, John Wayne is The Last Boy Scout, according to The Searchers. Clint Eastwood's more of a boy. No, Clint Eastwood wasn't no, a boy. No, because Unforgiven. Exactly. He he was the ch- he was the change. He was the tide. He yeah, was there's a Searchers John Wayne feature. feature? The Searchers yep. is amazing. Can't John wait. Ford was. A- Did you make me watch that one? I haven't seen the Searchers. The Searchers. Yet. I don't think you've seen that. No, one. I haven't yet. I haven't. It's really good. There is a tiny bit of brown face in that one. Oh, I'm sure there's lots of brown yeah. face in a lot of these movies, yes, Keller. Definitely. And we're going to get into it. We're going to get into about it. <laughs> talking about the history of Hollywood. You cannot not talk. Talk Speaking about my of, favorite You movie. turn the page, there's no. brown face right there. See this movie right here? Name, name that. The Year of out. Living Dangerously. The Year of Living Dangerously with Mel Gibson. And then if you read the actress who's playing this little person in or this shorter like Asian person, that's brown face. Really? That's the actress from, I want to say, Kindergarten Cop. Maybe I'm getting all my facts wrong, but whatever. I don't have to have them right. Let's just say that every single one of these movies has brown face. Has brown face, exactly. That's what this list is. Exactly. It's the (laughs) list of the 500 greatest brown face performances. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're curious, well, I'll save it because we're about to get to to number one, but we are in... uh, uh, we're in like the what? What number are we? What the are you looking at right now? The top ten is already so problematic. You can tell, yeah, from this list that, that they asked a lot of dudes. Oh, for sure. Their uh, look, opinions. The the the. It seems like There's the Kevin majority. Feige's top ten right here. Ooh, what's his number one? Number one, Star Wars. It has to be. It has to be. I love it. And he. And you know what I love about Feige is that he has Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan as number nine. Is, is in, in his top ten, and it and that movie is not even on the top five hundred. And I would put that in there. He's only got. Superman as far as Superman the movie movies, yeah the because that's that the movie existed. it's so true that Kevin Feige head of Marvel Studios would have that on there because he recently even has said anytime they make a movie before they make any movie they rewatch Superman the movie Richard Donner's film because it's such a perfect template and uh to you know they watch it to yeah. inspire them and stuff like that's brilliant I'm looking at the Princess Bride right now at 122 that would be higher on my list but I'm so happy to see the Princess Bride in here yeah uh that'd be in my top hundy mm-hmm Easily. That might be my top 50 or higher. Love it so much. As far as movies I love, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Raising Arizona, number 101. Very nice. 100 Network, Toy Story. Yep, Toy Story, changed the game. Changed the game. 57, Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. We're talking Lawrence of Arabia not even being in the top 20 movies yeah. of all damn time. Is it Look, and even so, though this did come out in 08, bucks. and like we were saying a second ago, the, it seems the majority of people who, who wrote in their top 10, who was asked by the magazine, and who even... Basically, it's just so dude heavy. It's obviously dude heavy. It's obviously white dude heavy because that's the history of film for the most part is is coming from the United States or the UK, uh, mostly about movies starring male characters, mostly by male directors. Mo- you know, that's all a part of it. That's going to be a part of it. But even despite that, despite the fact that, that um, this magazine and this f- list loves classic cinema so much, it's still a pretty good like mix of modern at the time and... Yeah. Older movies. Like you mentioned, Toy Story is up in there. In the top 10, you've got movies like Fight Club, you know, David Shawshank Fincher Redemption. David has 26 movies on his yeah. little <laughs> he, 10 He didn't even use list. their little list of it the lines. says in no the particular lines. order. He like wrote his name in like Times New Roman and then yeah. wrote everything else out. <laughs> That's so David he, Fincher. And now we're in the top, what, 20? We're in the top 30 now. Top 30. You've got, you got Citizen Dr. Kane. Strange Love, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane's not in the top 10 best yeah. movies of all time. Yeah. Because even though it is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, like they're, they're okay, now here's a controversial pick. The Dark Knight. Yes. Is ahead of Citizen Kane and Die Hard and Doctor Strange. What number Love is the Dark Knight? And the Good and the Bad and the Ugly. What number is the, the Dark Godfather. Knight? Godfather. It's number fifteen. Now that 15 on may this list. be controversial, but you got to remember this, this came year, out. Oh wait, this movie came out like a few months before they put this list together, so everybody had just seen it, and that movie is mind blowing, and it's it 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 really like. It was so different. It turned and the whole genre on its, its head. It the whole genre on its head. And the good news is, too, Iron Man, which also came out in 08 and was only the very beginning of what ended up being one of the biggest franchises ever, is represented. It's on the list. They were able to put Iron Man, you know, by I'm John Favreau sure on there. It's on here. It's, it's in like Number one, 400 or 300 or whatever. The Godfather. The Godfather, which I don't disagree with. It's not even either. my favorite movie, no. but I think it might be the greatest film ever made. And it's, and it's so... It's just quintessential Hollywood. It is. You know what I mean? Like, in, in, in all the bad and good that comes with it. Like, God, it's such a good movie, but it's also, like, hard to watch, and it's, you know, it's full of abusive men, and it's about abusive men, and it's it's about the history of America, and it's an immigrant story, and it's not, and it's 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 so, so good. But what's number two? You've got number two, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Great. Number Your three. top three yeah. are, like, a Star Wars movie, an indie movie, yeah. and The Godfather. What's number three? Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Number that four. Is the best Star Wars movie. Number four. Shawshank Redemption. That's mind-blowing that that's number that four. That that made it that high yes. up the list. Like, yes. that is a great movie. Yes. But... It's one of those... To me, it's one of those movies that, for me, it doesn't stay with me, and it's not super rewatchable. It's pretty rewatchable it's, it, to me. Right. But it, it's one of those movies that everybody that I talk to about Shawshank Redemption, they're like, oh, anytime it's on TV... I sit and watch the whole thing. It's one of those. It just it sucks is. you in. It does. It's like Forrest Gump, which is also on the list. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's just it's like a great, be. great movie, man. What's number five? Jaws. Okay, I think we can stop there. I love Jaws. Because six through ten, again, you can just go find this list. Jaws is such a masterpiece. So those are the top. We'll eventually watch those ten years from now. In 2028 is when we're going to get to watch Jaws, Keller. I can wait. Okay, I can wait too. All right. Um... But that's it. I mean, I that's that long. that's the list. That's what we're doing. I'll uh, be 37 years yeah. old. <laughs> I'll be 40. I will have turned 40 and I'll be like, great, let's watch Jaws. That's not that far away. 
Sure. Ten years. Ten from years now? goes. Ten years goes by so quick. Ten years ago <laughs> was oh wait. Do we want it to go by quick? No. Okay then. Let's have a good time, but let's okay. watch good movies and bad movies along the way. God, I love this list. I'm so excited that we're finally doing this. Um, I guess we can just get into it now, right? We can do it. Yeah, so hopefully do. you guys are excited. You can go find this list. You are the type of person that loves movies enough that you're like, yeah, I'll watch a movie a week. Um, or you like to listen to two people bullshit. Yeah, just listen to us bullshit for as long as we uh, have been. Um, so yeah, and we're already, I don't know, how long has it been? Like 30 minutes? I don't know. I can't tell. I, can't I don't know. Track. I don't know what time is. I've yes. forgotten. Well, let's talk about Ocean's Eleven. Keller, can you please hit us with a British man reading? It's got to be a British man. It has to be British. Okay. Do not give me anything other than British reading the little blurb that Empire Magazine wrote, which I think I think these little blurbs are so perfect. But hit us with yeah, they're perfect. Hit us with the movie. Five hundred Ocean's Eleven, two thousand and one. Director Steven Soderbergh, slick, suave, and cooler than a penguin's knackers. Soderbergh's story update of the Rat Pack crime caper not only outshines its predecessor, but all the lights of the strip combined. <laughs> that was amazing. That was uh, Richard Attenborough, right? That's Thank what you, that was? Richard Attenborough. No. Uh, what if that... <laughs> no. What? I'd be sad if that was my Richard Attenborough <laughs> <laughs> Can you Can you give us a little Richard Attenborough? Slick. Swole. <laughs> <laughs> all right, stop. All right, stop. All right, let's. Okay. And cooler than a penguin's snaggers. <laughs> that's so good. Um, but that's perfect, man. That sums it up. We rewatched this movie. I fucking love Ocean's Eleven. It is so good. It's so entertaining. It's one of the best heist movies ever made. It might be Saying my favorite it. heist movie, and I want to watch more. But it might be my favorite because it is so slick. It's so it's so cool and fun. It's so fun. It's so cool. It's like we were watching it, and I realized. Steven Soderbergh, everybody on the production of this film, they just found the coolest ways to tell this pretty simple story of like, you know, guy gets out of jail, rounds up the gang, plans the heist, executes the heist. And and what I mean by that is like the scene where Brad Pitt goes and talks to Carl Reiner and they're at a dog race. Like he's like, are you going to treat me like an adult and tell me what this is? And then it just, they cut the sound out. They just show Brad Pitt leaning in and whispering to him as the dog goes. And the dog who I think Carl Reiner's character, Saul, bet on and effectively won probably gets first place but it doesn't matter because then it just pans back and then brad pitt leaves and he just kind of drops his tickets like i'm in it's just like the coolest the amount that they tell you without saying it yes in this movie yes. is so good absolutely you learn most about how the heist goes down just from the way they show it to you yeah they make up words for what things are and then they just show you anyway it's so and you could you can kind of infer some of them you're like yeah. we're gonna need a jimboski uh, Miss Daisy, you're like, well, that's a driver. That's what that is. A Jim Brown, whatever. And the biggest Ella Fitzgerald you've ever seen. And you're like, what is that? I don't know. I never know. It's so fun. I still don't. Oh, man. And such a great cast. Nobody got top billing. It was all alphabetical order from like the main, which is like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Andy Garcia. I think that was it. And then everybody else got like an alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. It was like Casey Affleck, Boo. Boo. It was like Scott Can. Boo Matt Damon. Boo. Boo Matt Damon, you dummy. It it's was like Scott Can. only just dumb. I know, man. It's just, it's such a bummer. But um, <laughs> such a great cast. Incredibly talented actors. This movie should have just been called George Clooney's Eleven. Like Clooney's Eleven. Because Clooney is, is Clooney. Like, you know. In every movie. In every, but it's, and especially this one, you said it. 
This movie was made for him because he's so handsome, so charming. Like this charming. is a remake and it was still made for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brad Pitt is so like everybody loves the fact that he's always eating in every scene. You know, like the scene in the beginning with Topher Grace and all those kid actors, all the young, like the and CW. Just making them look so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the CW. It's just the CW actors. Barry Watson's in it. And I hope when they make Ocean's 8, it's got like the Riverdale cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gossip Girl. I, we got to talk about Ocean's 8. I'm so looking forward to Ocean's 8. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. We, we watched the trailer again right before we started this. Yeah. And it looks like a great time. It looks so good. Another amazing cast Kate Blanchett Rihanna Aquafina uh Mindy Kaling uh Sandra Bullock uh like one of the most one of the most favorite like it, she Reuniting she's like, that gravity just, cast oh my god yeah right and by <laughs> that I mean they're <laughs> here's here's my theory and I think everybody's picked up on this the ending of the trailer showed her in front of Danny Ocean's grave. He's like, not dead. Exactly. That's he's the for scene. Sure not he's going to show up, and that's like he's that's going to be the cameo. The damn movie. I know that's going to be the cameo where he shows up. Like, oh, I faked my own death or whatever, you know. <laughs> and then next is going to be Ocean's Twenty One. Yeah, where they combine <laughs> where they everybody. But rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Rest ah, in peace. Damn it! You yes. asked me who's my favorite of the of the principal, like of the eleven. He's the funniest for I think, sure. I he's think so funny in it. He might be my favorite just because, like. Again, th- this this role is so perfect for Bernie Mac. When he get when like because everybody has their own little job to do, and everybody does such a great job. Dell Livingston, the tech guy, you know, he has his bit where and he's like, there's sweating. Eleven people doing this entire thing. Yeah, you have to have all eleven, and they like do yeah. such a good job of this. Is how long is this movie? Two hours. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an hour and fifty just or something. Giving you, know? you every single yeah. character's Don Cheadle's character, yeah. Basher Tar, so f- or, you know, so funny and like and and has his his scenes and his moments. But then Bernie Mac, he wait, was my has, British accent better than his? It was, <laughs> okay. but I like. You know what's so funny? The story goes. We talked about this a year ago. Story goes that Bernie that or no that Don Cheadle uh, got cast in the film. Knew he was going to do a British accent. Went to the UK. Like went to. Somebody's taking a shower in my apartment. Is what's happening right now. Oh, That's okay. what that is. Hang That's on. That's what that fun sound is. There we all right, go. All right. Hope you're somebody. Done. Somebody. Um, uh, Don Cheadle was in. England and he was like apparently researching how to do this accent accurately uh, was I'm sure hired people talking to people whatever the case comes back to the US films the movie asks his agent or manager at the time like does this sound good and they were like yeah it sounds great movie comes out his accent gets panned by critics and authentic British people, and then he fired that manager or agent. He was like, you actually don't, like he fired him. You don't know what you're doing. Which is crazy to me. I, because what's so funny is that the this was one of the first. I was 11, bro, so I was like, wow. 2001, a couple months after 9-11, in December, I remember seeing this movie in theaters and just like having a great time. And just, you know, after what everybody went through, and I was like 13 at the time, like so crazy to go through that. To see it from, from from afar, to see it in the news, then you go see a movie like this, and it's just such an escapism. It's yeah. such a, just just such a fun, good time. And we were saying this earlier. I said this like when in the scene in the film where the casino actually gets like demolished yeah. and the building goes down and the smoke comes up. I'm sure that when I was 13, and I wa- I'm sure that everybody when they watched this movie, they could not help but think of oh the events of two months prior. That's just how devastating that was to to the world to everybody. But like. I remember seeing this movie in, when I was 13 and it may have been one of the first 
Don Cheadle movies I'd seen, yeah. I thought he was British. I for sure. I'm a dumb British American. For years, I, yeah, for years, years until you see like Hotel Rwanda or like, oh yeah, he's in you know, like, oh oh he's, he's from an American. Rwanda. Yeah, <laughs> he's Rwandan. <laughs> oh my god, but love Don Cheadle. He's so funny in this. I remember when this movie came out. I I think I was trying to say like, we're in Barney. Like I would try to say that. Yeah, you know, try to pass Rubble. it off. Yeah, you trouble. still do that. I, I still do. <laughs> I would try. You I'd still be like, do bro, that. come on, we gotta go, or otherwise we're in Barney, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Nobody ever because knows of Ocean's what you're Eleven. About. But back to Bernie Mac, like this role and the few scenes he has. The one scene where he goes to the car dealership, and he's able to. I don't. I don't know if he's improvising, but he's like, you got amazing hands here. See, I, do you moisturize? I tried all manner of different kind of lotion. I, all manner. I, yeah, like whatever he says. He's like, my sister uses a uh, 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 aloe vera, and he's just crunching his hand like. It's so perfectly Bernie Mac. Cut to him in the part later in the heist when he has to pretend to get caught Ooh, it's by so Matt good. Damon. That, and when he when he's just like, crack it. Matt like, Damon sorry, is great me. in that scene so as well. So good. And then when he turns to Terry Benedict, Latino actor Andy Garcia, yeah. and he says, sir, you of all people should know that the Nevada Gaming Commission has always supported the hiring of colored, and he stops himself. And then, you know, but like, because oh, right before Bernie Mac says, might as well call it White Jack is the and funniest the entire- line. True. It's so good. It's so good. That's a, that might be the funniest line. Yeah. Or, Where the fuck you been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That. Oh my god. So it's such a good f bomb. It really is. PG thirteen. Two good f bombs in this. Two good f bombs. The first one is Elliot Gould saying, uh, "If you get away with it, you're still gonna be in the middle of the fucking desert." When they're talking about the heist at his place, you know, because he'll kill you and then he'll go to work on you. It's so quotable. This and that all comes back to. The script for this movie is so good. It really is. It moves. It's funny. It's quippy, but it's not. And even when it's too quippy, the script calls it out. When George Clooney pitches to Brad Pitt, he's like, why are we doing this? And he goes, because the house always wins. Until you know. And he gives his little spiel. You rehearsed that, didn't you? I did a little bit. Was it, was it too soon? Do you think I did it too soon? Did no. I rush it? It was good. Did I rush it? It was good. Like, it's such a smart script. It's so funny. It's the best of everything Las Vegas. I mean, I love this movie. And I would put this in the top 500, and it would probably I, be yeah, higher in be my higher me. personal list. Because um, it's but, in like the top five heist movies, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, God. I mean, I, there's not too much that I dislike about this movie, honestly. I, can't I just really think, think of anything other than no. Casey Affleck and Matt uh, Damon. You know, they're in it, and they're yeah, real exactly. dummies. Um, real idiots. They're real but, kiddos uh, in it. This, they're... Know. They're real what? They were kiddos then, though. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody looks, that's, that does look pretty young. Yeah. They do look pretty young. But 2001, Ocean's Eleven. I mean, I don't know, Keller. Anything else you want to say about this movie, man? Um, I would watch it again. I would own it. Yeah. In fact, I bought it for this podcast. You record. did do that. I bought Ocean's Eleven, 12, and 13. And I don't like 12. And I think 13 is good, too, with Al Pacino. And I would rank it. 11's the best, and then 13, then 12, obviously. Yeah, it's but, probably going to end up being 11... Eight. Yep. 1312. What a weird franchise. It that is. That's how we're, yeah. <laughs> Man, I hope that does take off as like a franchise. Me too. Though. I want them, here's here's my here's my pitch. Give them three movies. Like have the Oceans 8 go 8, 9, them, 10. Because them. by the time they finish with Oceans 10, the next one's Oceans 11, baby. Then you go Oceans 14 or Oceans, like you said, Oceans 20, where it's like a crew of like 10 women, 10 men. The biggest heist of all. It's like, we're going to steal all the money in the world. What? team up with the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yes. And then I want that universe more than anything. <laughs> Just like get That'd the Fast amazing. and Furious franchise with better music. Yeah. That yes, would be please. so good. That would be, with like 60s Vegas music. That would be so good. Oh my God. 
The dialogue and the music match so well in this movie. Like you're saying, it's super quippy and bouncy and back and forth, and that's the way the music is the entire. This movie exposed me to the classical piece Claire de Lune, which I still I have put that music. I've put that piece of music on my iPod. Gone to Las Vegas on like a visit or something, and, and wept and, and wept in front of the fountain. I swear to God, I people put were it, throwing <laughs> hooker flyers at me, and, and I was, I like, was just no weeping, <laughs> listening to Claire de Lune. Dun, 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 dun. But I sat and watched the Fountain Show because the ending of that movie is so elating it's and you so happy a stranger to turn around at the same time yeah and just like, can you walk away can you can you sit here can you stand here for 10 minutes but then like leave silently and then i'll do it and i felt so cool oh, i felt man. so cool yeah no but this soundtrack is one of the is one of the movies that you go to for vegas music it's basically for me it's this and the hangover as like movies i would and that's another for one vegas nah 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 nah, nah. Wait, wait till, till I, I get my money right oh! It's that a, song great. is always associated with Vegas yes. now yes. because of The Hangover mm-hmm. and because of this movie. What song was it? Um, Littlest Conversation, a little, little more action. Yeah, there's a ton. It's really great. Um, yeah, it, one of the best Vegas movies for sure. Oh, definitely. One of the movies that like – in the same way that I used to have uh, coworkers that were going to go to India for like a work trip and I would be like, oh, I've never been – but you should definitely watch Slumdog Millionaire because I've heard it's a pretty good estimation of like what India is actually is like. the good okay. and the bad. Yeah, I've had friends that have gone to Mexico or never visited, and I was like, you got to watch Man on Fire with Denzel Washington because it's Ooh, that, scary. Just give people to watch also Itu Mama Tambien. Itu Mama Tambien. Yeah, you got to watch that. And now Coco. Got to watch Coco. Yeah, you can go to Mexico. But like that movie, I love the way Mexico is in Itu, Itu Mama, Mama Tambien, which is great. on the list. Is it? Yeah, that's great. Who directed that? Was uh, it uh, Almodovar? Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, is it Alfonso Cuarón? Yeah. God damn it, he's good. Yeah, he is. And it's the same, uh, <sighs> who also directed Children of Men, and mm-hmm. it's the same... And Children of Men's on there, too. Cinematographer. I Blue feel Besky. like it's so difficult to... Uh, well, it's not difficult. It's fun to be thinking about what kinds of movies would be on the list today. Because, again, talking about Alfonso Cuarón, I'm like, Gravity might be on there. Talking about Sandy Bullock? Yeah. Gravity was so gripping and so good. George Clooney, Sandra Bullock, Space. It was a good movie. Um, the Hangover I would put on there if it wasn't already because Hangover was oh nine. Hangover is like the first. It's such uh, a. It's like the the raunchiest. Like it's like the best rated R raunchy comedy, and like it got a, you that's know that's like the switch from like the teen rated R comedies yeah. to like rated that, R. To I don't adults. know what that would even. Yeah, to more a little more cynical, a little more hard edged, but still like super. Like funny. there aren't really many jokes in that movie. Yes, so it all comes like, from character. It all comes from Zach Galifianakis's character and Ed Helms' character yeah. and stuff like. Yeah, I mean, every genre is represented on this list. If we could go back to the list for a second, I think Anchorman's on there. Hot Rod is not. Hot Rod? Travesty. Listen, Hot Rod should be in the top 250. I'll give it 250. I'll give it top 250. I'll put it in the top 50 greatest comedies of all time. Yeah, oh yeah, easily. But that's a whole separate list. True. Man, so many animated movies have come out, so many superhero movies, action movies, dramas, comedies since 08 that I would put on there. Like As we do these, I want to yeah. look at the director of the movie and then see if we can find their list in this. Oh, and then, I, it's going to... Okay, I'll have to pull out the people who actually... who we see their little list. That yeah. would be amazing to see Soderbergh's list. I know that the only other time Soderbergh appears... Sure Soderbergh's. ...appears in the top 500 is George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez, Out of Sight, which I've never seen. I've never seen or so heard we're, of. So we're going to get to that later. Um, but that's... Yeah, that's uh, that's Out of Sight. 
but another great film. Uh, so yeah, um, I can't wait to get to the rest of this stuff, man. But Ocean's Eleven's a great one to start off with because it's just like it's not a it's a good movie. It belongs on the list. It's not controversial. We're not no. we're not having like an in depth discussion. Nobody really like, hates it. Nobody can you you, hate you it? can't hate it. Now no. you can really dislike the Ocean- people in it. <laughs> yes, and their real life actions or the dumbass decision to include in Ocean's Twelve the plot point of Julia Roberts looking like actress Julia Roberts. I hated that so, so dumb. much. It's so dumb. It's it, so it ruins stupid. that. Otherwise, it's like a cool movie. Yeah. It's like, it's they're in Europe. It's the same thing, but they're because in Europe. Because it is still like, the script is real quippy, yep. and the yep. music's still great, and it's still but shot that, really well. But that breaks it's the just, universe. It, it breaks the universe, and it does slow down the entire thing. Yeah, we get to there, and we're like, wait a minute. So Bruce Willis is playing actor Bruce Willis. And he knows actress Julia Roberts. And Tess looks like Julia Roberts. So was Julia Roberts in a movie called Ocean's Eleven with George Clinton? Like, it just, it just, it breaks it. Like, yeah, you can't. it does. It doesn't make any sense. It's tricky to do that stuff because you could do the same thing with, like, Captain America Civil War has Spider-Man talking about that old Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes Back. It's like, wait, does that mean that, like, Star Wars kept making movies and in The Phantom Menace, Samuel L. Jackson shows up as Mace Windu and does he look like, Nick Fury, like you could, you could just do that. I love the idea <laughs> that the prequels do not exist <laughs> in, in the, the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Any Sam Jackson movie doesn't exist. Pulp Fiction doesn't exist, which is a bummer. But the True. prequels don't. The prequel, you know, Sam Jackson, yeah. the person doesn't exist. It's just Nick Fury. It's 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 the alternate universe where Samuel Jackson was in fact born and named Nicholas Fury. Or it's just like, no, he's got an eye patch, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different guy. <laughs> uh, but Ocean's 12 breaks the universe a little bit. But thankfully, like I said, we just watched the trailer. Ocean's 8 looks so damn good. Coming out later this year. Yeah. We might revisit it when we go see, I don't know. We might, we might in a future episode of this, be like, oh, did you see Ocean's 8? It was good. Yeah. We, we will probably mention that. We should mention like movies that we've seen and stuff. Kind of. I mean. Probably. Yeah. All right. Um... Okay, I feel like that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think we did it. Okay, Keller, you've got the final word. Oh, wow. Um, On Ocean's uh, Eleven. Hey, definite buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that's it, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening to this thing. I hope that you had a good time. Uh, like I said, if you feel like reaching out to us, go for it. Go for it. There's various myriad ways to do it, email and Twitter and whatnot. Um, if you don't want to and just want to keep lurking and kind of listening along that's awesome too that's give great. us five stars on itunes if you want yeah i think that helps do Rate that and review yes um appreciate it and also just tell us hi yeah i was gonna say tell us what movies you want us to watch but don't because don't we have it. the set list hey uh but you can look through the list and tell us what movies you're looking forward to yeah. us discussing oh that'd be a lot of fun so be a lot of fun and again keller hit him with what we're talking about next week next week we will be talking about the abomination <laughs> saw <laughs> Didn't mean it. Not that but bad. It's not that bad. It's not that it's bad. Just, I had trouble with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just guys. Kidding. It's a good time. Uh, it is a good time, and this has been a good time. Keller, you're the best. Oh my God, you're the best. All right. Well, we'll we'll see everybody next week then. Okay. Go go watch Saw again. Streaming on Netflix in the United States until January sixth, two thousand eighteen. Best of luck. Bye. Goodbye. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Bye. Oh my God, Happy New Year. <laughs>